Now, let's talk hardball. This is River City Hardball, presented by D-Bat Jacksonville. Here's your host, Andrew Gibson. Good Sunday morning, Jacksonville, and welcome to a brand new show here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. This is River City Hardball, presented by D-Bat Jacksonville. I'm your host, Andrew Gibson. We are a show that is focused and dedicated to baseball here in Jacksonville. We will focus on high school, college, and pro baseball here in the River City. We've got a lot coming up from now until noon today. In just a few moments, we're going to be joined by Inglewood legend, Philadelphia Phillies first-round pick, a 1999 state champion here in Jacksonville at Inglewood. Brett Myers is going to join us in just a few moments, but before we get to all that, uh, the Jacksonville baseball community has had heavy hearts this week uh, for the Christchurch head coach, Chris Spann, who passed away unexpectedly this week. I just wanted to say that we are thinking of and praying for the Spann family and the Christchurch Academy family because that one rocked a bunch of us. I, I didn't know Coach Spann, but I know a lot of people that, that did, and uh, that family's hurting, rightfully uh, so, with, with all that going on. So I just wanted to recognize and and want to say pay tribute to Coach Spann. He did a lot of great things here in Jacksonville, was was such a great ambassador for the game, and he was only 50 years old, uh, passed away this week, and so we want to say once again condolences to their family and the uh, Christchurch family. But coming up on the show today, we've got uh, Brett Myers, as I said, coming up in just a moment. We're also going to be joined by uh, our title sponsor owner, uh, Zach uh, Phillips is going to join us in just a few moments. The owner of DBAT Jacksonville on P- on uh, Powers Avenue, he'll join us in just a few moments. And then also uh, later in this hour, Bartram Trail head coach Ryan Fitzpatrick and his big stud pitcher Skylar Sanford, a six foot six righty that's throwing about ninety six these days. They're going to join us at about eleven thirty five in the in the last segment or so of our show. But right now, let's welcome in on the Farah and Farah phone line. Brett Myers joins us. Brett, thanks for jumping on with us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, honored to be here uh, with your first show. Absolutely, Brett. I really appreciate you joining us for a few minutes on this Sunday morning on the very first show of River City Hardball on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. We're presented by DBAT Jacksonville. You know the DBAT guys. You've been over there, right, Brett? I, I have been to DBAT several times. Uh, we've uh, When it rains, we book practices there and stuff like that. they got a great facility and, and – uh, you know, a lot of kids utilize their their equipment and everything, and it's good that baseball is still thriving in, in the Jacksonville area. And, Brett, the reason I wanted to do this show was to showcase baseball in Jacksonville. We have here in Jacksonville some of the best baseball in the country. I truly believe that, and it's been that way for years, and I wanted to showcase that here on the radio station. And, Brett, you were a part of that. You're a product of Jacksonville baseball that has been so good for so many years. Well, there's there's a lot of talent around here just now being around it. I mean, I was gone for so many years, kind of lost track of the talent. But you can go back and look over uh, the last 20-plus years of the baseball talent that's come out of this area and have played in the big leagues and stuff like that. Baseball's not like a – It's I guess there's so much of it around that a lot of people don't – and there's so many kids playing that are talented that people kind of lose track of where these kids end up and stuff like – some of them going to college, you might forget it, forget that they were from Jacksonville and stuff like that, and then you find out later. I've always personally pulled for guys from Jacksonville, other than when they were facing me, like the guy behind you there, Chipper. I definitely wanted to get him out a lot because he was the dude out of Jacksonville, you know, when I was coming up and everything. So uh, people kind of lose track of these kids and where they go and stuff, and it's always good to hear of dude 
dudes that kids that have came out of here and have made it to the big leagues. There's so many that, that, that people don't understand that. I don't think they see that. Um, you know, you could just pull up a list of how many guys have played in the big leagues from the Jacksonville area. And the talent level around here right now is just insane. I, I the last couple of years with watching high school baseball and stuff, I didn't realize how many kids had 90 mile an hour fastballs around town. When I was coming up, there was a select few that did that. Now all these kids are out there throwing 90 and, and every kid's getting a, a chance to go play in college. And you might lose track of them for a couple of years because they're off playing somewhere in college somewhere, or if they're locally here playing. And then all of a sudden they go a few years in the minor leagues and then boom, they're in the big leagues and you go, Oh, I remember that kid, but it, going to take just takes time it's not like you come right out of college and you're playing in the nfl type thing so you kind of lose track of them and you move on to the next local area kid and then finally you see one of them like one that just retired darren o'day a lot of people probably don't know that he's from the jacksonville area i grew up playing against him and just did a 15-year career it's that's unbelievable you know people lose track of kids like that and that's what's different about baseball than the nfl and uh it just takes a little bit more time to actually make it and the hard work that goes into it. But the area talent wise is, is unbelievable. And, and, you know, you keep trying to tell the kids that you see out there that, that are, you know, looking for colleges and everything like that, just to keep working hard at it and keep pushing. And um, it's baseball is a game that you, that you can't take, you know, a few weeks off and expect to be as good as you were two weeks ago. Brett Myers is our guest on the Farah and Farah phone line. This is the first ever edition of River City Hardball presented by DBAT Jacksonville here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Brett, you won a state championship in 1999 at Inglewood. I want to go back there. Tell me what that run was like going back to 1999 and winning the state championship at Inglewood High School here in Jacksonville. Well, uh, I started at Bowles. Uh, and I ended up at Inglewood my sophomore year under uh, Mike Boswell. And, um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I, we had a lot of talent um, with our team uh, through, you know, my junior year. And, and uh, we came up short my junior year uh, against Bishop Moore. And then our senior year was just, we just, um, I guess you would say we were kind of hellions, like in hell bent on uh, just going out and just beating up on everybody. <laughs> and uh, as, as I recall, like we were a bunch of, uh, I don't know the right word to put it, but we would just mean on and off the field, I guess you would say, just uh, wouldn't take nothing from anybody. So it, it was, uh, it was the, I guess, the glory days, and we've grown up since then. But it was definitely a fun time, and we, we, uh, I still talk to some of the guys, and and I think Kevin Johnson the other day sent me a picture of us in, um, when we went to California our senior year for spring break to play a tournament out there. And, and it's just kind of cool reminiscing after 20-some-odd years uh, – uh, still catching up with those guys, and we're still friends today. You know, I recently saw a picture of you, Coach Geiger, and Coach Boswell together. What was that like to get back together with those guys again? Uh, well, I mean, I think somebody's always said to me, or I, I, at least I've always felt this way, uh, the you know, the definition of a of a good coach is the ones that you're still in contact with. And, and uh, you know, uh, Boswell, Geiger, and Billy Bell meant a lot to me for, you know, my high school career and everything. And even even when I did uh, make it in the minors and in big leagues, they would come and watch me, and I'd always leave them tickets and stuff like that. So we've stayed in contact for this long. And, and uh, actually, uh, Mike and Mike's going to be coaching. Boswell's going to be coaching my son this summer. So it, it, um, it's good to have him still in my life to, to teach my kid and, and what he taught me and because, and you know, 
you know, teenagers, they don't listen to their parents. So <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Hey, Brett, take us back to 1999, the Inglewood team that you guys had. Tell us about that team. Tell us about the year, the run you guys had to the state championship in 99. Well, uh, at the time, uh, from what I remember and everything, there was a lot of talented baseball players in Jacksonville at the time with Tony Richie's. And, and our main rival that year was Bishop Kenny. And we could not stand them. And I knew they couldn't stand us either. So um, we ended up squaring off in districts and they beat us. And then uh, we ended up both ending up in the final four, which I thought I still think is kind of crazy uh, to this day to have two teams from the same city in the, in the state championship in the final four um, in the same class. So, um, and they ended up losing to Miami Monsignor Pace and we had to play Daytona Seabreeze with uh, J.R. House and Bo Hall. And, you know, they had some talented guys and we, ended up facing Monsignor Pace in the state championship. And, and um, it was kind of a crazy time because I had pitched the, the day before and not the championship game because Boz's philosophy was you got to get there first. And, and we threw Charlie Farah, who I think never lost a high school game, if I'm, if I'm sure about that. But um, uh, so he goes out and gives up two runs the first inning. And I'm like, oh, boy. Like, this is not going to – because they were a really good team. But they threw their ace the day before to beat Bishop Kenny. But they still had a kid on the mound throwing 88 to 90. And and uh, we went three up, three down the first inning. And then Charlie went out and gave up two runs. I'm like, uh-oh, it's going to be a long one. So uh, – and then we ended up – I came up, I guess, 3-2 count in the bottom of the second and hit a solo home run. And I think that kind of got his kick started. And then we just poured it on him after that. I think we ended up beating him 8-2 to two or 8-3, to three, something like that. And, uh, I mean, but we were a good scrappy team. Um, Boz used to uh, put four of us, four of the, you know, his top hitters in the last group. So when the other team would show up to the field, they'd see us hitting all these home runs. So try to play some intimidation, I guess, for them. But it was <laughs> yeah. a, it was a good strategy because some of them got really intimidated. And I mean, we weren't really small guys either. I mean, with me, uh, Kevin Johnson, Derek Nunley, uh, Brent Seriano, Ross Clifford. I mean, we were all six foot plus, and and uh, these guys coming in and watching us hit balls like that probably wasn't probably wasn't the best feeling in the world. I can imagine so, seeing those heavy hitters come through and hit BP like that. Speaking of feelings, how did you feel when you guys won the state championship in 1999 at Inglewood? I think it was just kind of a, a sigh of relief because we all knew that it's what we wanted to do and what we felt like we were destined to do. Um, I didn't even buy a class ring that year because I just felt that we were going to win a state title, and, and we ended up winning the title. So... Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I, it was kind of like uh, we knew we were going to do it, or at least in my opinion, I felt like that we were going to win it. Nobody was going to get in our way, and I think the rest of the team felt that way too. I mean, like I said, we were just a hard, scrappy team, and, and we had a lot of help too. If, um, um, Don Siriano actually came in, a former bowls coach, would come in and throw us BP and talk to us and and because uh, how many times has he been there? You know, I think that <laughs> our first our first uh, run at Inglewood was Mike was Boswell's um, first state title. So, so uh, you know, without having Seriano there with a little bit of experience of being being in there before, kind of gave us a sense of uh, ease, I guess, and preparation. And I think we were we were just very prepared to go out there and handle the job. Brett Myers, our guest on River City Hardball, presented by DBAT Jacksonville. 
Brett Myers joins us on the Farah and Farah phone line. Brett, you were a first-round draft pick of the Philadelphia Phillies in 1999, the 12th overall pick in that June draft. What was that experience like? Being a first-round pick in Major League Baseball is something that very few people in their life are able to experience. What was it like for you? Right, and, um, you know, I, I had, uh, since I was a little kid, uh, probably since I was seven years old, I told my dad, well, one time I was watching maybe a Cubs or Braves game, and cause that was the only thing on TV then, WGN and TBS. So, And he, he said, I said to him, I said, that's what I want to do when I grow up. When I was like seven, he said, well, one in a million make it. And I guess I apparently I turned around and told him, I said, why can't I be that one? And I think that kind of started my journey. And uh, knowing how hard it was just to make it, I had to work really hard to get there. And I pretty much dedicated my whole life to being a major league baseball player since I was seven years old. It's like the only thing I, I cared about was playing baseball. So um, I, I just, the hard work and everything, I'm glad that it paid off to work, to be able to be a first rounder as uh, I really pushed myself. My dad would train me uh, pretty hard and, and just, just to try to make me in the best shape I could be in and, and uh, keep me healthy as, as, as well. And, uh, that was, that was, uh, I didn't mind putting in the work because I wanted the end goal to be what it, what it ended up being. And, and some of these kids these days that are, that are just absolutely gifted talent, talented players around need to understand that you can be as talented as you want, but you still got to put the work and the hard work in and in order to achieve the goal, if that is your goal, you know, because it's not it's not an easy task, you know, through the minors and and, you know, the stuff leading up to the draft is all fun. You're in high school and that's all good. And then then all of a sudden you're thrown out in the world uh, playing minor league baseball and not really knowing, you know, what's going to happen. Brett, out of Inglewood High School, you had signed to play college baseball at the University of Florida, and then you got drafted in the first round. Were you ever close to going to play for the Gators, or was it you were drafted in the first round, so you were going to play pro ball no matter what? That's a funny story because I want to be brutally honest, and I probably will right here, but uh, I had no intentions of ever, since I was seven years old, of going to any college. I just wanted to play in the big leagues. I didn't care. and I, You could probably talk to a lot of kids that will say that, but uh, – and and they should say that they should think high of themselves and push themselves for that goal. But um, I, I Florida was a backup plan for me. If uh, if I didn't go in the round to where I was going to be, then I would absolutely went to Florida. But I loved hitting in high school. I wanted to hit at, at Florida, but I mean it, the cards kind of fell where they were. I mean it was it was kind of obvious of where I was going to what I was going to end up doing. Um, I didn't expect. I expected to get to the big leagues and stay there for a while, but I didn't. I didn't quite understand what it was going to take to do it. And um, that's one of the things that, that uh, I had to push myself and, and just soak in as much information as I could to make myself a better player. I remember going to uh, instructional league or Gulf Coast League the first year I got there. Now I threw hard in high school. Some 16-year-old Venezuelan kid, I threw him a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. He puts it in the parking lot, and I'm like, I suck. I need to go home. Like, you know, just a second guessing, and I had to go, I had to learn from that and get better, you know, and that's that's one of the things. You're always going to have those moments where you go, oh, man, I'm not as good as I think I am, and you have to keep working to try to get better, and and obviously don't ever stop competing. That's the main thing, just compete, and you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, but don't ever stop competing. Brett, your son Colt is a junior shortstop at Bartram Trail High School. They just got their season underway this past week. 
How cool is it for you as a dad to see your son committed to a program like Florida? Well, you know, it's it's awesome because I could, I signed to play at Florida, and I always thought that it would be cool so I could drive down and, and watch him play. Um, and um, it's not it's not too far away from home, but it's far enough to where he has to be on his own. Um, I think he said he wants to get out of here or whatever. So I'm like, and there was a lot of other schools that he was talking to, and some of them he's like, I don't know if I want to be that far from home. So um, it's it's really special to be right down the road and playing in Gainesville, one of the top top college baseball programs in the country. Um, it's it's cool for him. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride, watch him do his thing, and, and uh, hopefully he continues to work to get there. He's not there yet. He's not there yet, so he's still got a lot of work and effort to put into uh, making sure he can walk on that campus and play baseball for the Florida Gators. Colt Myers is a 2024 at Bartram Trail High School for those that haven't watched Colt or seen him play, tell us about Colt's game. Is he going to pitch like dad? Is he going to hit? What is he going to do? Uh, well, it's, it's funny because it changes every year. Um, you know, it changes how, how he does stuff and how he works. It's, it's, uh, it, he could be a different player next year than he is this year. It's uh, depending on what he wants to do and where he wants to be. I mean, um, he, he loves hitting and playing the field. I think he's smooth in the field. He swings the bat well. He gets on the bump and he throws hard. And You know, it's it's – that's it. Whatever he wants to do, I'm just like I said, I'm here to help him, give him the information, anything I can do to make him a better player. I leave it all up to him. I don't push him in one direction or the other. Uh, just try to keep his head in the game and, and, and on his what his goals are and keep him focused. And hopefully good things will happen for him in the end. Final moments with Brett Myers on River City Hardball presented by DBAT Jacksonville. Brett Myers joins us on the Farah and Farah phone line. Brett, you played 12 years in Major League Baseball. What's the biggest lesson you learn from playing 12 years in the big leagues? I would say like learning learning everything that I could and, and taking in the good and, and washing out the bad, more of anything, what works for you uh, might not work for the next guy. You know, learning your body, uh, learning how to repeat, you know, your mechanics and, and everything like that. It's, it's all, it's, it's a, you have to dive into it. It's, I know they say you're getting paid for it, so it is a job, but you're supposed to have fun. But I can tell you what, it's not fun to go out there and give up five, six runs. It's not fun, okay? So <laughs> it's fun when you win. It's not fun when you lose. So that's that's the hardest part of learning that as well, of how to separate that and not get too high, not get too low, stay on a – don't ride the roller coaster, just stay on even track. And you know what? I've rode that roller coaster a bunch of times, and a lot of players can probably tell you the same thing, but it's, you know – it's how, you, it's how you keep moving forward and try to keep getting better from and learning from the mistakes. You know, hopefully those mistakes don't happen too often, but but you got to learn from those to get to get better. Man, I could do the whole show with you this morning. Really appreciate a few minutes of your time. A state champion in 1999 at Inglewood High School, a first-round draft pick out of Jacksonville and Inglewood, and a 2008 World Series champion after 12 years in the big leagues. Brett, thanks so much for joining us this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Brett Myers for joining us on the first episode of River City Hardball presented by D-Bat Jacksonville. We're going to take a timeout. Speaking of D-Bat, the owner and operator of D-Bat is right here in the studio. Zach Phillips is going to join us for our second segment of the first program. That is next. You're listening to River City Hardball presented by D-Bat Jacksonville on 1010XL. This is River City Hardball, presented by D-Bat Jacksonville. Here's your host, Andrew Gibson. 
We are off and rolling on the first ever episode of River City Hardball here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. We're presented by DBAT Jacksonville. You just heard that uh, rejoin music right there. Uh, that was Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. That was the walk-up music for Chase Utley back when he played in the big leagues. Chase, of course, played with Brett Myers on the Phillies team that won the World Series in 2008. So thanks again to Brett Myers, a Inglewood Jacksonville legend, for joining us here on the Farah and Farah phone line. Let's welcome in our first in-studio guest of the day, and that's Zach Phillips, the owner-operator of DBAT Jacksonville. Zach, what's up, man? Not much, man. Happy to, happy to be here and, and uh, be on the first show with you. Yeah, thanks so much for your support. You guys have been behind this thing ever since it was a podcast about three years ago, just to give people some background. So I started River City Hardball as a podcast three years ago. I went to Brave Spring Training in Northport. This was their first ever game at the brand new stadium in Northport, which is spectacular. I can't wait to get over there this spring and, and check out a game. And so I went to see the Braves play and they played the Orioles that day. And leading off for the Orioles was Austin Hayes, who used to play here in Jacksonville at JU. And I went to the PR guy for the Orioles and said, hey, I'm from Jacksonville. I'm with 1010XL, the sports radio station. Any chance I can get five minutes with Austin before the game? And they said, well, he's, he's going to lead off, so you need to be quick. And he's going to be in the box because they're the visiting team, and visiting team bats first, as we know. And so I got five minutes with Austin Hayes. He said, yeah, he's over there in left field shagging fly balls before the game, so just head on over there to the left field foul line and just wait, and he'll come over to you. And so Austin Hayes, formerly of JU, is having a good uh, career so far with, with the Orioles, by the way. He comes over, and he's in full uniform. They're in the road whites. They're in the full uniform. He's got the fluorescent sunglasses on. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. And he comes over, and I told him, hey, I'm, I'm Andrew from Jacksonville with 1010X. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know 1010 because he played at JU. And so I got five minutes with Austin Hayes right before the game, and then he went into the batter's box and faced Max Freed or whoever it was that day that was thrown for the Braves. And I thought to myself, you know, I could turn this into something. I, I could really – and so I started a podcast I'll focusing on all local baseball here in Jacksonville, and then three years later we've turned it into a radio show. So this is really – exciting for me and and again zach i really appreciate you and let, let's tell people you're the owner operator of dbat here in jacksonville but first before we get to dbat tell us about yourself uh, your background uh your playing career tell us about yourself yeah so i'm actually uh, a florida boy myself um i grew up in uh, southwest florida actually very close now to where uh the the braves new spring training home is there in northport um yeah man great baseball down there um, i went to charlotte high school uh, we had a lot of you know, you had that's where you had the Sarasota Sailors. They're they're always a, a state powerhouse. So um, a lot of good baseball. Um, and then after that, baseball took me to uh, Tennessee, where I played at University of Tennessee at Martin. Um, you know, a lot of fun. Um, you know, played played against a lot of those bigger schools. You know, the Vanderbilts, the Ole Miss, Mississippi State. So uh, yeah, from there, man, I went to. Um, I had some family in Atlanta. Went to Atlanta. Um, really didn't know exactly where I wanted to go yet. Um, I found DBAT. Uh, this is back in 2012, and um, just started as an instructor. Man, I really got to go from playing on the field right into a cage and, and uh, you know, teaching kids. And, um, you know, it just took off for me. And after after about eight eight years up there or so, um, you know, was ready to – had a couple partners, and we were ready to branch out and do our own thing. And um, we all had Florida ties. We kind of wanted to get back to Florida. And Jacksonville looked like the, the hot spot to come to, to put up a – premier training facility like DBAT 
And uh, here we are, man, three and a half years in and, and working on, um, currently working on number two over in Clay County. It'll, we actually got the name settled. It will be D-Back Green Cove. It'll be right there by the First Coast Expressway. So uh, we're excited. That's awesome. And so you guys, like you said, you came from Atlanta. You knew you wanted to get into Florida, and Jacksonville was the spot you wanted to come to. Tell people why, because as we know, many people may not, but baseball and softball both have absolutely exploded here in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, it. Um, we just we had contacts here, um, you know, as far as the major cities go in Florida. Um, we felt that Jacksonville was was – in the best position for us again to to put you know the the type of facility the DBAT facility that um that we wanted to put in um so yeah man I mean it was it was a pretty smooth transition and it's been great man the city's been awesome for us so tell people again about uh DBAT you guys are on Powers Avenue that's the one we want people to go to tell us a little bit more about what you guys offer yeah I mean we do a little bit of everything I mean we're a you know we're a membership-based facility you don't have to be a member to to come in and use our services though um, you know, our, our memberships are month to month. A lot of people love that, that they're not getting locked into any type of contract or anything like that. You know, if they, they come in, they get on the membership. If they're, you know, they're loving it, they're using the services, they'll stay for a long time. If it's something where they're like, hey, we'll pay as we go, it's an easy process just to go ahead and, and you know, get that, get that charge taken off. But, um, I mean, we really pride ourselves on the lesson side. Um, you know, we've got about 150 DBATs nationwide now. We're, we're consistently top three, top four in That's lesson awesome. output. So we're – we're doing a lot of lessons. I'd say we average, you know, Monday through Friday, we're probably doing about, uh, you know, 40 to 50 uh, hours of lessons a night. So it's uh, it's been great. And you were telling me if, a week or so ago that in the last, I think, two years in a row, DBAT Jacksonville has been number one in the country in memberships. Is that right? Yeah, so it's, it's actually has been. It, so it's been, it's been the last two um, as far as all the DBAT locations go. Uh, and and three years ago in year one for us, we were still number one, but we were in a different category being a new location. But we still won the award that year. We actually won a new franchise of the year as well. And then the uh, uh, this pat well two years ago we won memberships again. You know we had the, we had the most members in this last year. We broke every single DBAT record. Um, and then on top of that we added uh, we added two national instructors of the year. Um, so yeah, we had I think we had four we had four instructors this year do. Uh, about 1,200 hours or more of lessons, and we had another one that actually started in April, and he was banging on the 1,000 hour. So if he'd have been here a full year, he'd have had it. He'll get it this year for sure. So I just want to make sure people understand that. So DBAT is nationwide. They started in Dallas, basically Dallas, Texas, yep. but they have them all over the country. There's what 150 DBATs nationwide. Yeah, 150. Um, we got a few in China. I know. Uh, I know the corporate office just broke through, and uh, you know we can start moving up into Canada if we if we'd like to. But um, I'm sure there'll be some people getting into some of those cities. Um, but yeah, man, we're we're all over. Just about every metro, you know, large metro city in the country, there's there's a DBAT there outside of it. Yeah, I just want to make sure our listeners in Jacksonville understand that DBAT is a nationwide uh, company, but Jacksonville is number one and, and, and has been the last couple of years in membership. So here in Jacksonville, it's booming. And, and that just goes to show you, again, our focus is coverage of high school, college, and pro baseball here in Jacksonville. And you see them all. You see even below high school level. You see younger kids that you train, but you see them all. You see high school. You see college guys, some pro guys. I want to tell you this. A couple weeks ago, a guy by the name of Jim Tomey walked into the D-Bat here in Jacksonville. You might understand and might know who Jim Tomey is. Guy hit, what, 600 home runs in, in Major League Baseball. That's pretty cool. I know you weren't there that day, but 
I mean, Jim Tomey walks through the door. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was actually um, also on the Asheville store in North Carolina. So yeah. I, I was actually up in Asheville. I got the call from a staff member. Um, I was like, man, you'll never guess who you know who came in. You know, of course, we're kind of playing that little guessing game. And uh, he goes, well, he's arguably the best power hitting left hitter, left handed hitter of all time. So right. first guy popped into my head was you know Jim Tomey. So yeah, he was down on just vacation with his with his son. Um, they came in and we're we're doing a little bit of work on our automated pitching machines. And uh, he was, from what I heard, he was a super nice guy. Um, you know, wasn't trying to necessarily hide behind the curtain or anything. You know, shook some hands and, but uh, you know, that was pretty cool. We have yeah, man, we have college guys all the time. You know, anywhere from right now in season, you know, six years old all the way up to eighteen. Um, a lot of pro guys in the off season come in and get their work in. So it's cool just seeing those guys in and out all the time. That's the. Uh, number eight all time in the home run list. Just walk through the door here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Jim Tomey, six hundred yeah. and let's see, six hundred and twelve. I shorted him twelve bombs, so yeah. he hit twelve more than I thought he hit. So That's crazy, yeah. It's, it's a lot of home so runs. that 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 type of talent is walking through the door here at DBAT Jacksonville. Again, they're on Powers Avenue. Uh, check them out, dbatjacks.com. Final moment here with Zach Phillips, owner operator of DBAT Jacksonville. They're the title sponsor here on Tintin XL. Uh, anything else you want our listeners to know about you guys? I mean, man, we're really here for everyone. You know, we have, I mean, we pride ourselves on the training side, but I mean, we have, you know, we have couples that come in for date night, you know, with hit on the pitching machines, um, you know, from a gear standpoint, if you're looking for anything, you know, we're a Rollins Pro Shop. We got anything Rollins Easton yep. that you need. Of course, the members get, you know, discounts on all that, all that merchandise, um, you know, run a ton of camps and clinics. So again, like I said, it, it, it can be for anything, you know. Uh, beginners, intermediate, you know, advanced, we're, we're here for you. And they are a 20,000-square-foot, very nice facility, Powers Avenue. Check them out. Uh, Zach Phillips, owner-operator of DBAD Jacksonville. Thanks for jumping in today, man. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me. On the on-deck circle right now, we've got uh, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick and Skylar Sanford, both from Bartram Trail High School. The Bears are 3-0, and and they're coming up next right in studio here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. This is River City Hardball, presented by D-Bat Jacksonville. Here's your host, Andrew Gibson. We welcome you back to River City Hardball here on 1010XL, presented by D-Bat Jacksonville. I'm your host, Andrew Gibson, and thanks again to Zach Phillips, the owner-operator of D-Bat, uh, well behind this, even when it started as a podcast three years ago, now a radio show here on 1010XL in Jacksonville. Thanks so much to Zach and all his guys over there at DBAT Jacksonville. Check them out on Powers Avenue. Right now, coming from the on-deck circle into the batter's box is Ryan Fitzpatrick, the head coach of the Bartram Trail Bears, and his stud junior right-hander Skylar Sanford. They join us right now live in studio. Is this cool or what? What's going on, man? This is awesome, Gibby. I appreciate you having uh, having us out here. Um, yeah. This is good stuff. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Skylar, you having fun yet? Yes, sir. All right, good. How tall are you now, Skylar? 6'6". Six, six. Six foot six, and you throw how you're throwing what 95, 96? 96, yes, sir. That's insane, unreal. I mean, you're talking about a high school pitcher here in Jacksonville in Bartram Trail, a junior that throws 96, and he's six foot six. That's what we have here in Jacksonville. That's the you know, Ryan, that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do this show is to showcase yeah. that. You yeah, know, that kind sure. of talent is what we have here in Jacksonville. Tell us about Skyler. I'll get Skyler to tell his tell himself, tell us a little bit about his game, but. Ryan, tell us about your guys sitting over there. 
Um, well, first of all, I mean, he works he works harder than anybody. Uh, you know, to be to be 92, 95, rode up there 96 with a plus breaking ball, it's really hard to hit. Uh, he threw for us last week uh, over in Lake City against a very, very, very good Lake City Columbia team, and he absolutely dominated. Um, you know, the thing with Skyler, when he's in the zone with, with the fastball um, and the breaking ball, uh, he's he's almost unhittable, you know. So um, he, he's done a good job this year for us. Um, you know, in years, his first two years, he, he really didn't have to be the leader of the pitching staff. You know, we had the, the Ashton Pokles and the Hunter Pankies and things like that. Um, but I'll give the guy credit this year. He's really stepped up and, and, and really been the leader of that pitching staff. Skylar, tell us a little bit about your game. Uh, you said you throw it up to 96, but describe for the people listening, uh, tell us about yourself. Um, you know, outside of baseball, I just like hanging out with my friends and um, playing video games with them. And it's I mostly hang out with my teammates. So, I mean, our, our bond is really there. When did you take to, to baseball? You're a guy that's going to go play – uh, collegiately at Florida, you're committed to the Gators. We'll we'll get into that in just a second. But you know, a guy that's uh, at the level that you're at. I mean, committed to Florida, one of the top programs in the country. When did you start playing baseball? When did you know? When did you think that baseball was going to be your thing? Um, I started playing when I was three, and I I really um, started thinking. Um, I really found out I was uh, I found the love for the game really early, and I found out um, I could go far in it. When I was about like 10 years old, when I started playing up in age groups, and I was doing pretty good. Skylar Sanford and Ryan Fitzpatrick from Bartram Trail High School join us right now in studio on River City Hardball, presented by DBAT Jacksonville. Ryan, you guys are 3-0. and You're off to a good start. You've got uh, already wins over Fletcher, uh, Lake City, Columbia, and First Coast on Friday. 3-0 and start. Good stuff. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, you really can't ask for a better start. I think the the thing that stands out to me is it's been different guys in all three games you know with guys stepping up some of our young guys stepping up uh friday night with luke labby and and john bay um you know those are the guys that are gonna have to step up for us this year if we want to make a run um now do we have some things to clean up absolutely Uh, i gotta throw more strikes gotta take care of the baseball but i really like where we're at it's a completely different team than last year they're they're very coachable they're hungry um, and they're very businesslike, you know. So anytime, anytime they can do all those things, they're they're a pleasure to be around. Bartram Trail is one of the most talented, if not the most talented, uh, groups of of ball players here in Jacksonville at the high school level. How many D one guys do you have on your team right now? Uh, right now, I think we have five. Uh, Brody Delamalier going to Florida State next year. Uh, Skyler and Colt Myers, the two twenty fours, going to Florida. Uh, Logan Hartman, recently right-handed pitcher, he just committed to Queens. Yep. Um, and then uh, Jacob Kendall, the 25, going to Florida as well. So between three Florida commits and a Florida State commit plus Logan, um, you know we're very well off there. Let's say let's say that again to our listeners. Uh, there's a high school baseball team in the Jacksonville area that has five D1 commits, three of which are going to Florida. One is going to Florida State. The other one's going to Queens, which is a team that just joined the A Sun. Yep. You're going to see them a lot. They play JU and UNF a lot. So, I mean, again, that just speaks to exactly why I wanted to do this show because we're showcasing that. I mean, yep. we're telling people again about how much loaded talent we just had. Brett Myers on in the first segment. And he and I were just talking about how absolutely loaded the talent is in Jacksonville. It's not just Bartram Trail. It's you know teams you just played, yeah. Fletcher, First Coast. Uh, Ryan, speak about the talent that we have here in Jacksonville. Well, I, I think, um, you know, you can look across the board. Every year there's top talent. Um, I think Jacksonville, the Northeast Florida area, 
we kind of get I don't want to know I don't really know if I want to say left behind when compared to other areas when you look at the panhandle central Florida you know down south in Miami um but there there's really good baseball here um you know I'm glad we're trying to showcase it and let people know about it um but there's great coaches there's there's great players from you know private schools to public public schools you know across this area so um Compared to everywhere else, I'll, I'll take Northeast Florida over everywhere else for sure. Well, and you guys just played first coast on Friday. Hunter Carnes, the yep. catcher, is going yeah, to FSU. Exactly. Tell us about what you saw from him. Um, you're not going to run on him. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, he, he's about as good as you get back there. Uh, you know, he's he's going to lead off for him, and he's going to shut down the running game. Um, so that's what you ask as a catcher, um, especially with a catcher that can lead off and, like I said, put pressure on the defense. You know, he, I think last week he hit – the first pitch against Beachside, you know, 350 feet oppo. So he's the real deal. Um, you know, our, our game plan when we played them, it was basically don't let Carnes beat us. Um, and that's kind of what we did. So uh, he's a real deal, man. But there, there's guys scattered throughout this entire area. You know, you can look at First Coast. You can look at St. John's Country Day, uh, Bulls, all over the place. I go on and on about all the players and coaches around here. Bishop Kenny's always got yep. a good team. You know, Brett just mentioned when we had him on 20 minutes ago that – the 99 team for Inglewood that went and won the state championship in 99, Inglewood and Bishop Kinney were in the Final Four. Yeah. I mean, that just tells you from the same area here in Jacksonville, that was 99. Now, fast forward to 2023, the baseball is still that good, if not maybe better, because, you know, Brett said back in the day when he was throwing in high school, there were a very select few guys that threw 90. Yeah. 90. Yeah. And now you're throwing 96, Skylar, and you're a junior in high school. Um Speak about that. I mean, that is insane well, to, to see that. Yeah, I mean, even for me, like I graduated in 2008, and, and we, I didn't see that. We, no. we didn't see that. Um, you know, I think these kids, they, they start at a young age, and they, they really, you know, they really push themselves, and, and the training has become more specific, I think. I think that's the big key with it. Um, you know, and just to talk about the area, I mean, think about this, too, if – you know all the high schools that have popped up if, if you just look at St. John's County itself right you know if, if Creekside if it was just Bartram and Creekside when I played there was no Creekside you know if you combine Bartram and Creekside over the last 10 to 12 years just think how many state championships you have right there alone so um but it's just a testament to the to the kids in this area and how hard they work uh you know Skyler included um it, it's it's really impressive to see and it's fun for me to just sit back and watch not only my guys but you know everyone else's guys as well we've got in studio right now on the first episode of river city hardball presented by dbat jacksonville ryan fitzpatrick is the head coach at bartram trail Skyler sanford is a junior right-hander six foot six throws 96 miles an hour what's your weight right now 210 six six two ten that's that'll that'll play as <laughs> that they will. say that um will. tell us a little bit about uh your your college uh preference you chose you've chosen florida but you were committed to somewhere else tell us about that Yes, sir. I was committed to FSU, and um, over the summer, the coaches got fired. Yep. And then I, I felt like it was best for me to start looking for uh, my best options and uh, best fit for me. And Florida's been known to have really good um, pitching history and development, and I felt like Florida was uh, the best fit for me. Skylar, your, uh, your mom is a Florida State fan. You were committed to Florida State, and now you've gone to the enemy. You've gone to the arch rival, Florida. Um, how did that play in your household? Yes, sir. Uh, our house is divided. <laughs> um, my brother and my dad, they're Florida fans. and my, Me and my mom were Florida State fans, but go Gators. 
What uh, what ultimately sold you on Florida? You just mentioned that obviously it, it goes without saying that Florida is one of the top programs in the country. What what else sold you about playing for the Gators? Uh, I liked how close it was to home. Yep, it's only like forty five minutes to an hour maybe, and uh, my parents come come watch me play. My friends and family, um, yeah, it was just close to home. Ryan, uh, did you have any part in uh, in his recruitment process uh, going from Florida State to Florida? Did you help him? Did you advise him at all during that process? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I helped him. Uh, Chuck Jerome from Florida, as soon as, you know, the coaching change from Florida State happened, you know, he, he was calling me. Um, but, I mean, there really wasn't much advising to do, I think, as soon as Florida offered. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much a no-brainer if you look at the track record, um, especially for right-handed pitchers that have come out of the University of Florida. Um, it, it's the perfect fit, you know. So there really wasn't too much, uh, you know, really to tell Skyler except for just, you know, look at the numbers and look at the history. You know, uh, Brett Myers had a very similar situation when he was drafted. He he got drafted, of course, in the first round in 1999, as he told us in the first segment. Now, Brett had signed to go to Florida, but he got drafted in the first round. Yep. So, you know, not not projecting that uh, Skyler's going to go that high, but we'll see what happens. But you've got it's, it's a possibility. You've still got a junior and a senior year to go. But I have to imagine that the major league draft has got to be on your mind at some point because, again, let's let's tell people six foot six, you throw ninety six, and you're a junior. The major league draft is going to be there. Just just depends on where it's where it's going to be. Uh, Skyler, how much do you think about that? Um, I don't really think much of it right now because it's my junior year I still have a whole I still have this whole year and yep. a whole nother year so I'm not really worried much about it it's a it's a blessing to even be talking about it and that's the right approach right I mean yeah, Ryan yeah. That's, that's perfect that's, that's the way you got to do it because you, you, you can't control it right yeah. now it's you got to play junior and senior yeah, year and you see just, what happens. Uh, all he's got to do is just keep working hard keep doing what he's doing and the, the chips will kind of fall where they may you know, let's talk about your schedule. You guys are 3-0. and You play Ocala Forest uh, coming up on Wednesday. Then you uh, on the road again uh, down uh, in Ponte Vedra against Nice. You're back home on Tuesday uh, on the 7th against Bishop Kenny. Pretty good schedule here at Bartram. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like like I say, we, we want to play the best. You know, I think the schedule compared to last year, I think I kind of dumbed it down a little bit. You know, last year's schedule was absolutely it, – it was tough. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm excited. I think, for me, that's the way you get better. That's the only way we get better as a team if we play the best competition. Um, you know, so we go, you know, got a good Ocala team. We played them last year. They got, a, I think, a TCU commit and a Florida State commit on the mound. So I'm sure we'll see one of them. Um, and then, you know, we go to Nice, and that's since the, the day I stepped foot um, at Bartram, that's always been a tough game the past four years. So, um It'll be fun, you know, and then we do that, and then we got uh, Bishop Kinney coming up the next week, and then we go up to Lowndes and play Colquitt County in Lowndes. Um, then we got the spring break tournament down in Daytona. So um, we, we for sure, we want to play the best because um, we think we're in that upper echelon, and I think, in my opinion, it's only going to help us get better towards the end of the year. Here's a handful of games that I can't wait to uh, follow and, and hopefully get out and watch. Um, for Bartram Trail, you guys play St. John's Country Day on the 24th. Yeah, that'll be a good one. We just played them in preseason like a week and a half ago, and I'm not going to lie, it felt like a playoff game. I saw. Uh, it was uh, more intense. I'll say we played Haggerty in the uh, regional final last year, and I will I would say the game against St. John's Country Day in the preseason was just as intense or maybe even more intense um, a couple weeks ago. Skylar, tell me about your perspective against St. John's Country Day. What was that game like? Um, 
I mean, we all know each other. It's all uh, friendly, but I mean, there's a lot of uh, trash talking. But um, yeah, it gets really tense. Um, but uh, it's a really good game, and um, I can't wait to play them in the regular season. I just can't <laughs> wait. I will say we haven't beat them. I, I've I've played them five times as a head coach, and uh, I lost four regular season games and a preseason game by uh, a combined five runs. So we've lost. Uh, Every game by one run, so hopefully we can change that um, here coming up in a month or two. Yeah, circle that one on your calendar. Yeah. It's Bartram Trail uh, at home, right? You're yeah, at home. At home yep. That's a home game, uh, St. John's Country Day coming up on the 24th. I'm going to try to get there for that one. That's a Friday night at 6.30. Frangie show ends at 6. I'm, I'm getting down to, to uh, St. John's. Yeah, that'll uh, be a good one. On that Friday night. And then it's Creekside. Uh, Providence has always got a good team. Tommy Boss, now the head coach yep. there. Bowls will be a good one on April 7th. Uh, Trinity Christian uh, on the 14th of April, Fleming Island. They made a Final Four the other a uh, couple years ago. I mean, Tallahassee Lincoln, Bishop Snyder. The schedule, like you said, it's it's maybe not as uh, daunting as last year, but it's still pretty pretty hard. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we want. We don't, you know, I I don't I don't like to go into games as a heavy favorite. I think it just it doesn't do anything for the guys. Um, so we wanna we wanna be at the upper echelon of you know in the state, and we're gonna you know we're not gonna back down from anybody. We've only got a few minutes left here on our first show. Uh, Skylar, tell us about what you throw. I mean, when you're six foot six throwing ninety seven against high school guys, you probably don't have to throw much more than the fastball. But there's some guys that can hit it out, of course. But what else are you throwing? Off speed, curveball. What else you got? Yes, sir. I got a slider. Okay. I usually either start that early in the count or like o two. Like I'll start it off o o and then go o two. Um, and then I use my changeup. I don't really use that much because it's like 83 and i feel like it get hit in this level yeah so well, well good stuff uh they their next game is coming up on wednesday on the road march 1st we're already into march it's a road game for bartram trail they're 3-0 they go to ocala forest the next home game uh for bartram trail will be on the 7th against bishop kenny ryan fitzpatrick is the head coach of the 3-0 bears scholar sanford is a commit to the university of florida the uh, junior right-hander, six foot six, two hundred ten pounds. He's a stud at Bartram Trail. Guys, this was so much fun. Thanks for jumping in the studio and joining us here on the first show. Yes, sir. Thank yes, you. For thanks, Gibby, and thanks for all you do for uh, local baseball. We really appreciate it. There they go, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Skylar Sanford. Thanks so much for them for joining us here on this Sunday morning and on the first show of River City Hardball. In our final moment, I want to thank everybody that's joined us here this morning. On the first episode, Brett Myers, uh, an Inglewood legend, 1999 state champion. He was a first-round pick, 12th overall in the 1999 June draft by the Philadelphia Phillies. He won a World Series in 2008 with the Phillies and played 12 years in the big leagues out of Jacksonville, one of the most uh, successful careers of anybody that's come out of Jacksonville. Thanks so much to Brett Myers. Thanks to our title sponsor, owner Zach Phillips, who joined us in our second segment. And once again, thank you to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Skylar Sanford from Bartram Trail. Our next show is coming up on March 5th. Hope you'll join us then for River City Hardball. I'm Andrew Gibson. Have a great Sunday, everybody.